five, four, three, two, one, go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Blowing the Doors Off, episode 38. Uh, I'm Brett Morris, your host. Uh, I got my brother Andrew Sherwin in here again this week. What's going on, dude? Well, I feel like I have to make the obligatory weather joke or something. <laughs> it's uh, it's greening up pretty nice here in the south. Uh, I am super jealous because uh, it is not green here yet. It's not bad. Uh, we're looking at about 60 degrees today, uh, but a bunch of rain. We've, it seems like it's rained every day this week. Uh, I was kind of hoping my man cave down here didn't have any water. Uh, we've had kind of had some problems when we get a ton of rain in a small m- amount of time. Uh, our basement leaks a little bit, which is no bueno. <laughs> no bueno for sure. <laughs> uh well i feel like every time we there's like big news uh lurking uh in the shadows i feel like right after we record an episode that big news always drops i don't know what it is about our timing when it comes to that but uh right they after <laughs> right? they call us and say we're about to break some shit <laughs> yeah go look uh, at the internet we broke it <laughs> but uh we had some some fines uh some historical fines for Hendrick uh and colleague uh added into that with the the louvers and all that good stuff but uh what do you think about what they dropped on those uh, on that team it almost has the feel and you're getting this in the moment i have not planned this response that's how right. i know it's genuine um i i think this may have been nascar shoving his chips out there and just seeing what bites uh, and be like, all right, how much, you know, we got to start way over there because if they walk us back, we'll have room to walk. That's, that's what it looks like to me is they open the gap up for the appeal. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't been up to date on that. I'm not sure if Hendrick appealed or anything like that. I haven't saw it if they did. Um, yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. I, I figured that was coming, uh, for what they handed down. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's just me, um, but what did they actually do wrong? Is it that they they tampered with them because uh, they they didn't race with them? Um, they may have practiced or something. Uh, were, were they kind of in the same boat? Were they kind of just feeling things out until they got their their hands slapped? My guess is that's exactly what it was. Is is they were all fighting over the same bag of crayons, and nobody <laughs> wanted to break one, and somebody broke one. <laughs> right. uh i didn't even know that the colleague was part of that until uh later on i was listening to another show i can't even remember what show i was listening to and they mentioned that um i feel like it was a bigger hit for them uh than f- for hendrick because hendrick was already running good um the colleague cars really haven't ran all that well yeah well you don't hear about these penalties being like uh season crushers um, for the top guys, but they can be budget busters for the guys running around, you know, on the bottom. Now, yeah. Haley's not really that per se, but that guaranteed money allows them to spend against it, so to speak. They can borrow against that charter. Yeah. Um, and that, that'll change when they do it. It's kind of like the, 
probably well i'm just surmising that it's much like the uh the nfl um salary cap you know it, it can mm-hmm. wander around in the same spot as long as you average a certain thing yep yeah well you I mean, know essentially well, i imagine this that well you have uh you know the last year when uh brad got hit with it um we still had that rule in effect of you had to be in the top 30 uh you know with that win or whatever um you know we don't have that anymore so uh, I feel like those Hendrick cars are going to get, I mean, Byron's already got multiple wins. You know, Larson's been knocking on the door. Bowman's shown a little bit of speed, you know, uh, kind of sucks for chase, but I'm sure he'll, uh, bounce back and probably, probably get a win before all that starts playoff wise. Well, you think where it started for them was running a second all day long and first at California. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was what was going to show them what you got. You know, so they probably would have won, probably would have won Vegas. Probably would have yeah. been in a contention for a top five or a top three at, at Phoenix, mm-hmm. which they would have just harvested from themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, we'll see how it all plays out. It's uh, kind of feel like it's days of our lives, NASCAR edition. <laughs> like, you, or what's going to come, come about of them appealing? And, you know, you see rumors on social media and other shows and that kind of thing. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. Well, I think if, if NASCAR took a very laissez faire, let's see how it plays out uh, view about everything, the problem was there wouldn't be anything to talk about. So there, there is the manufactured element of, news that uh you know kind of whenever you're at your last wits end for figuring out why nascar is doing something it's to figure out whether or not we're watching (laughs) i don't doubt that one bit i would love to see the ratings uh from this past weekend i don't think i saw that tweet uh like i normally do um i like to see the numbers from this weekend to see uh you know with NASCAR going up against the NCAA tournament, uh, other sporting events going on. And, uh, I like to see where they held their ground at. If you still had, uh, the, the, the normals listening or watching, uh, and how did that all played out? I'd love to see those stats. I probably need to look that up before we get off here. Adam Stern. That's your cert. You know, yeah. That's your outlet for that. Yep. Um, incremental fall off, uh, maybe 10% loss. Otherwise, I mean, I'd have to look back at last year and see if this race fell on March Madness weekend. Yeah, I don't presumably re- that little blurb exhibit, you know, exists wherever that March Madness moves around to. Right. Uh, Goodyear tire test at uh, North Wilkesboro. Uh, I saw a couple of videos uh, from the cup and the truck side of things. Uh, man, that it looks good. I'm ready to see, uh, obviously that, that all-star race and everything that goes with it. But, uh, just seeing them on track, man, it looks like they've done a ton of work, uh, to the, the, the track, not just on the inside, but the outside as well. It looks like they're, uh, they're ready to roll down there. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see where NASCAR kicks the can now, because, uh, when you saw those, um, you know, views from far back, you see how big uh north wilkesboro really is it's mm-hmm. uh what, like three three eighths mile or whatever right and you it really shows up from that view and and so when this thing goes off without a hitch and and does better than they even expected to 
are we going to say more short tracks or more resurrected tracks? There you go. What do you think? Uh, this question just came to mind. I don't know why, but is that the biggest event in NASCAR this year? Is that like is that the biggest or most looked forward to event of the schedule this year? Yeah, and should it be other than the start of the season? Yeah, I would think so. I, you know, um, I I always search uh, through NASCAR's Twitter feed before we get on the show just see if i miss anything on notes or what's going on with them and they're counting down the days to the chicago road course yeah they got a countdown on there it's like uh you might be the only one counting down to that uh i'm i'm way uh more excited about north wilkesboro than i am a single file uh i don't even know what to call it uh in chicago uh, and let's never mind the fact that they actually don't have all their ducks in a row yet because there's two major city events happening on the same weekend. In Chicago? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Chicago, oh, boy. Uh, July Food Days or something like that. It's a national event. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, presumably fair food, you know? Yeah. And like, then this two, two, two things should be catering for NASCAR fans. Fair food at a race. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I was thinking too, you know, uh, when I think of summertime and the 4th of July and that sort of thing, I think baseball. I think, uh, you know, you got two major league baseball teams in the city of Chicago. I don't know if they play that weekend or what, but uh, I'd imagine uh, it'd be really hard to probably get a hotel somewhere in Chicago that weekend. Oh, impossible. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible to get a hotel on the Chicago River anyway for mm. St. Patty's Day weekend. Oh, yeah. I this see is like that. the extension of that. Right. Yeah, I've never it's heard like, of the uh, it's International. like St. Patty's Day weekend for Americans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you think we're not showing out for that? <laughs> Do you think there was more beer consumed on St. Patty's Day in Chicago or on the 4th of July in Chicago? Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> right. Uh I I've never really been downtown Chicago. I've drove through it several times. Uh but I've never actually like went in the Chicago and went to a game or the pier or the little bean that everybody takes a picture of and all that sort of stuff, but I, that's kind of on my bucket list. I we we me and Jocelyn have talked about it a ton. We we want to go see the Reds when they play uh Chicago at Wrigley. That's kind of like a bucket list thing we want to do. Uh oh, yeah. I've always kind of wanted to go to Soldier Field. Uh I mean, and it's not even that far for me. It's only like a uh two and a half, three hour drive for me. Yeah, yeah. I well, I want to see the Braves playing Wrigley uh Wrigley for sure. That's like the crossover uh what do you want to call it um like the travel game right um but yeah i mean i you know i all the time i keep looking over there at nashville and thinking man you you have a really unique opportunity there to meld two wildly different groups of fans with soccer and racing in the same complex wasn't there some news on that? Aren't they? Are they getting something going on that, or they have to wait for another approval? But they already got one they need, or something. I saw something a couple of weeks ago on that. I think the Bristol president was vetted 
for Nashville or whatever that is. Yeah. Like they vouch for him now as a planner of a major event. Man, can you imagine if uh they got things rolling on that? I'd I'd probably have to grab a ticket to that as fast as I possibly could. I've been to that track before. Uh, I love Nashville and who don't, you know, Nashville is a great place to, to go. Uh, I don't know if they maybe steal one from, uh, Nashville super speedway. Um, I don't, I haven't really talked to anybody that's been to those races Texas. since we've had them. Texas. There you SM, go. SMI already lost their race <laughs> yeah. because Bristol lost a race to that trash we do in the spring. Yeah, that's, uh, We'll take that to the train station uh, that week for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then some. All right. Um, well, let's talk about uh, Atlanta. Let's let's recap the weekend. Uh, you had a doubleheader on Saturday with uh, trucks and Xfinity. Uh, <laughs> the truck race, good Lord. Uh, I know it's trucks, and they wreck them up quite a bit, but um, that was a shit show. Um you got Eckes to win it. Uh, pretty cool seeing him win with the with the uh, being in the Napa truck and being in Atlanta. Um, it was it was uh, cool to see that. Uh, the rest of the show, not so much. And then when the Xfinity cars hit the track, they said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> It's supposed to be that when Arca shows up. <laughs> right. but it was Xfinity this time. Definitely uh, a hold my beer moment. Absolutely. Like, you think you got this. <laughs> you just watch. <laughs> I didn't think they was ever going to finish that. I was kind of flipping back and forth between that and uh, watching the March Madness and all that stuff. Uh, man, uh, what can we say about Austin Hill? Um, you know, he's got, I think, three wins now uh, on the season for an Xfinity. Um, man, uh, the kid's killing it. Yeah, at what point uh, are we allowed to just start saying it's something different than luck yeah i mean, I, I mean at, I'm at with some you. point at, at some point it's more than luck all right i don't know what that threshold is but i think we're passing it with austin hill i i, I think he's got the goods yeah do you think he uh after this year you think he makes that ne- next step i mean he's at three wins already uh who who's to know what he ends up with uh but is he um is he unlocking that door to the next step with a great start to the season I don't know if it was obvious where a position of need was, I would say yes, but it's not, it's not so obvious where the position of need is. Is it Almarola? You know, is it, does, is this the year Austin Dillon hangs it up? I kind of doubt it. I think yeah, he's going to race that. another five years. Probably. Like what, what about where, like the seven, the 77, like the Ty Dillon's car kind of, I'd say he probably still stays in a Chevy. Uh, he's kind of in that RCR camp. Uh, maybe they put him in uh, Spire or something like that, or maybe he just stays in Xfinity and just says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait this out and whip everybody's ass in the meantime. Maybe. You haven't seen somebody take a gamble like that in a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's almost it, It's almost impossible to do that anymore i think Mm -hmm. that's the reason why austin hill's story is so likable is that this path doesn't really exist for a lot of guys anymore but this is how you used to do it right 
What about we? And we've talked about this. We talked about it last week. Uh, Stuart Haas filling that void uh, that Kevin Harvick's going to leave. We've mentioned some names. Um, say, for example, Eric Jones uh, gets a chance to go in the ten car. That opens a forty-three. That's a Chevy. Uh, maybe something like that comes down when somebody makes a, a big move or something. You mean like teams uniting? No, 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 no. Like uh, Eric Jones going to um, Stuart Haas in the 10 and Austin Hill getting a chance to in the 43. I got you. I smell what you're stepping in. <laughs> um, <laughs> would be easier to see if they had a supplier in common. But yeah. I guess they all kind of do now. Yeah, that's true. It, but a manufacturer's badge, you could see that would be a natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. But especially at the lower levels, they, they, you know, Toyota used to just rent rides for people all the time. They thought we're going to make it instead of, you know, investing in the infrastructure or having trucks and Xfinity. Right. So I, you know, hard to tell. Yeah. Uh, the Fords, uh, decided to show up, uh, on Saturday during qualifying and Sunday during the race. But, uh, you saw, I think it was eight Fords, uh, in the top 10 to start the race, the way they qualified. Uh, <laughs> uh, like you told me, uh, I think they missed Daytona by a few weeks. Yeah, they just went driving right past Daytona. And it took, them, <laughs> took them this long to catch NASCAR. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I, I mean, they were unstoppable on Sunday. Yeah, they led pretty much the entire race, if I'm not you know, I don't, I don't remember any other car besides Logano or Brad, besides when we had, uh, you know, those pit cycles going on. You'd have a couple other people jump in there trying to make some crazy stuff happen. But uh, for the most part, uh, most part, that blue oval was in first place. Yeah. I mean, start to finish. And it was kind of wild to see. I, I don't remember it exactly being that way last year. I felt like last year. Uh, they ran side-by-side side a lot more. You saw the top line kind of prevail Sunday, uh, and they did everything they could to get there. You know, you would see somebody start on the bottom, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they would, there would be a little gap, and they'd squim. They may not even have the room, but they was forcing themselves to get back up on that high line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing we're going to – Sort of, we're going to accidentally backdoor. Uh, we're going to Alex Bowman our way into a, a win at Atlanta Motor Speedway because it's going to age so fast that you know we might have already seen the last double file racing at Atlanta. Yeah, and like, it was kind of wild too because uh, I was actually watching. <clears throat> excuse me, I was actually watching when the, when they started qualifying. Uh, I think it was B.J. McLeod. He was the, the the first guy to step out, and he didn't even make it through turn one, and he uh, <laughs> he was close to the wall, got up in some of that stuff, and they said, hold on, uh, let's uh, put a red flag out. Let's let's clean the track a little bit. I thought that was kind of odd or, or whatever. You'd think that they would know if something like that was going to happen before these cars got on the track. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about NASCAR. Whether or not <laughs> right. like, were y'all paying attention? Look their end of their finger and go, hmm, I think this. <laughs> you saw multiple cars get, you know, sideways, uh, you know, and, and spin it out in qualifying, which was crazy. I mean, I don't know. And it, it, 
it looked like they had, uh, from what I saw, um, looked like they had a good crowd uh, on the infield as well as Sunday. I don't know it was much about Saturday. I wasn't really paying attention to that. But I can remember them scanning uh, the crowd at one point um, Sunday, and it looked like a packed house. It looked pretty good. Yeah. It looked really good. Uh, you know, uh, you know, from somebody who, who watched uh, like uh, 20 straight races there. <laughs> it looked really good. You think they're doing more in the Atlanta area to uh, promote the race as much as they can? How's it, how's it look down there to you on that sort of thing? You see commercials and hear it on the radio kind of thing? Not a smidge. Really? Nothing. No, that's not doing. That's not what's doing it. Uh, NASCAR's riding some kind of a bubble right now. Um. What remains to be seen is, did they level up, or is it just a bubble that's going to burst? Right. Yeah, like uh, when um, when we're getting closer to the Brickyard weekend here in Indy, uh, as well as like the the five. Well, you see that more for the five hundred because it's the five hundred. But driving into uh, downtown Indianapolis every day, I see multiple. you know, billboards with the race stuff or, you know, whatever heritage. And it's got old Jeff Gordon car and then shows William Byron's car or whatever. There's advertisement for the race. I don't know if that's more NASCAR or that's the Indianapolis Motor Speedway doing that. Uh, But I feel like in Indy, we, we advertise our race to maybe try to fill some of those seats up that everybody bitches about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) The thing is, there's no like, there's no centralized NASCAR reporting in Atlanta anymore. Uh, they just get the AP wire. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, if you're just going to run the AP wire, nobody's going to read for that. Right. So it's like it just kind of phases itself out. And I listen to a lot of like local sports radio, um, and I remember me and you had a uh, interaction with one of the. Uh, the drive home hosts, uh, he was saying that, you know, the Brickyard was that weekend. And normally when they have stuff in town or with stuff going on and then they, and they cover it, especially IndyCar probably more than NASCAR, but they do cover NASCAR a little bit, uh, but not having anybody on their show that week to, to interview, uh, even if it's somebody from NBC, like a Dale Jarrett or Dale Jr. or something, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to those sports radio shows uh, and maybe not know much about NASCAR. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, well, NASCAR is in town this week. Uh, let's go let's see what kind of tickets we can get. Let's go check it out. We're not doing anything this weekend. I feel like they need more of that exposure on a local level. Uh, I think you need. Any local demographic would want that, or NASCAR would want that out of any small demographic. Um, that, but you have to, you have to get the big one in order to get the small one, or you have to have the small one to get the big one. I'm not sure which order it goes in, right? But um, they're they constantly are chasing their tails on this, like old school versus new school, and they just kind of run it around the mulberry bush for. For a half hour or so and then they all go drink beer <coughs> right and and um <laughs> like i said they do cover it like uh the 
some of the shows I listen to, they will cover NASCAR, uh, what happened, you know, and they may just recap it for like a, like a sports center type of uh, segment or whatever. Uh, but I can remember the one host saying, um, you know, y'all bitch about NASCAR, but you're, uh, one of the top, uh, regions for everybody watching NASCAR. So you're watching it. Don't say you're not watching it. Cause we already know that you are, uh, but you'd still talk uh, mad game about it. I don't understand. Yeah, I think it's people need to feel plugged in probably as more now as ever. Yeah, um, that makes them feel like they're heard by somebody. <laughs> uh, so I kind of wanted to dive into this a little bit. You've been to Atlanta Motor Speedway a million times. You know, that's your home track. Um, do you like this style of racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Um, say, say you'd never been there, say you'd never been there and it was just something that you watched on TV. Do you enjoy the racing at Atlanta motor speedway? No, no. Why? And I'm just curious. I'm not in, not in, in an argumental fashion. I'm just asking why. Uh, it's that whole terminal velocity thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're slowing these cars down deliberately to to uh, what's the word um, manufacture mm-hmm. a result. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I I may be in the minority on this, but I don't hate it. Uh, it's not something that's. Uh, I would rather watch that than watch Phoenix, California. I almost think, and you can nobody may agree on this. I think we just watched the best race we've watched this year. I mean, I enjoyed it. I know it is what it is on the the manufacturing everything, but I enjoyed it. I was like, you know, I was kind of glued to my seat. I was watching the whole time. I never turned it once for college basketball. I was glued in. I even got the computer out and put it on my computer so I could watch the race and the basketball games because I was glued to the TV. I'll say this. I I was definitely tuned in. Mm -hmm. So if we're measuring it by that, then yeah, clearly, uh, like if you had tracked my excitement meter or whatever over time, that would probably say that I liked it. Mm -hmm. And compared to, uh, obviously, Xfinity and trucks, they were a complete shit show. Um, Cup really didn't have that effect. You only had a few uh, natural accidents, which is crazy as, as as for what they have on track. Um, you know, they didn't pile them up all at the end. They finished some of them three, four wide at the start finish line. Uh, you know, the ex- the exciting of trying to see if Brad could pull it off. You know, we're all rooting for Brad because he's you know owner and everything now. I was rooting the hell. I was fucking cheering him on. Like, just get it done, buddy. You know, <laughs> listening to TJ Majors, they kind of had his uh, audio linked in with those last couple laps and him, you know, spotting for him, you know, telling him which way to block and what lane to hit. And I was like, man, I'd had a fucking heart attack in the car. People (laughs) in my ear that much, you know, I'd had anxiety attack in five minutes. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, if you, if you get too far away from it, you'll never reel it back in. Yeah. It's just like the draft. Like if you, if you ease into it and then you stay in it for a while, 
you forget how much they talk at a super speedway. Yeah, he, I mean, he probably ran through a few batteries because he was he probably never lifted his finger off the uh, the spot. Well, he probably could there for a while when they went kind of single single file on the top there. But uh, when they got packed up, uh, I don't think he quit talking. No, I think he jokes about going through three radio, uh, three radios a weekend. Yeah, I don't doubt that whatsoever. Um, and that was sucks for Brad. I was kind of hoping he'd uh, kind of finish that deal off. And uh, Logano made a good move. I, I I thought it was a good move by Logano. He couldn't do anything. If Brad would have went up and tried to block that, he would have wrecked the entire field. And he probably knows that. And he got a good finish. And um, you know, looking at the point standings, I think he's doing. He's had a pretty good year. I think. Yeah. I think he's like fourth or something in points. Yeah. Uh yeah. He's having he's having a good run of it. And yeah. still manages to keep it kind of quiet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're not you know, we're not bringing Brad Kozlowski's name up a lot, you know, in the in the news, you know. He may get a a headline here or there, but and I feel like he gets those headlines more at like a super speedway like we know Brad's a plate racer. Let's see if he can get it done finally in that six car. I can't. They they put a, a stat on the screen. It had been so so many four hundred and something races, and somebody had won in the six car or something like that. Ooh! So I thought that was kind of a cool stat. Yeah. You know, you see uh, Corey LaJoy uh, bringing home P four. I was kind of rooting him on too. I saw him kind of lurking in the shadows there, making some moves. You know, trying the bottom a little bit. Uh, good run for old uh, stacking pennies there. Yeah, I mean, you, you've heard him tell jokes for years about super shoe this and super shoe that, and he's a shoe, and all that lingo seems to be passed from the garage, our conduit being Corey LaJoy. And, and you hear people say it, but you don't ever see it. Now the way media works, we're getting to see it. We're getting to watch people talk about Corey LaJoy legitimately getting in a real, you know, a real legitimate car. And because this, you know, opportunity presents itself or the other doesn't really matter what it is. But like it's it's legit. There's a there's the right uh, there's the right talent void for somebody like Corey LaJoy to slip through. Mm -hmm. Do you think he ever gets that? that big ride or is he going to be kind of in the same uh, boat now, probably for the rest of his career? Well, he needed things like uh, things with priests to, to go well, mm -hmm. still needs that to go well. Um, needs to see Stenhouse maybe have some, have some speed at a non plate track. Mm-hmm. Um, show that, that these these smaller teams are are funded enough to to run with the big boys. They're just not doing it by accident. All right. Well, uh, we're headed to uh, Austin, Texas this weekend. Uh, Circuit of the Americas, Coda, uh, and it's going to be a star-studded event. I'd imagine they probably got some really cool stuff going on at the track as well. They probably got concerts, all that sort of thing. Uh, and what a hell of a city to have a race in, Austin, Texas. It's it seems to be tailor made from NASCAR for NASCAR and then not at the same time. Like it's the it's the where the two worlds collide. You know, it's like uh, where Texas meets cool feet. You know, 
peaceful, easy feeling. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's bucket listy type territory for me because, uh, the music scene is cool. I've, I've seen that. The com the comedy scene is exploding there. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Rogan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and then if you throw a chunk of race down in there, uh, you get a hell of a, that's a hell of a bucket list right there. For sure. Uh, the track itself is pretty cool. Um, you know, they go all the way down. They got that big, long front stretch into that, uh, you know, wild turn they got there in turn one. And, uh, seems like, uh, they had good, uh, racing product last year to maybe bring more fans this year. I don't know if it was, I'm sure it was probably packed last year, maybe even sold out. I'm not sure. We'll have to talk to uh Cancy and I think he's going, we're going to say, Hey, we have to get him, uh, ask him how, what the vibe was like. I'd love to know what a vibe, uh, of an Austin, Texas NASCAR race. It probably some, there's probably some weird and there's probably some, uh, really wild going on there too. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Kansian's our de facto on-site uh, reporter. <laughs> right. I'm sure Tell you'll probably hear him. live in Austin. Are they <laughs> acting weird? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. You heard it. <laughs> they, uh, I think last year I saw even, they had like a rodeo like in the, somewhere in the vicinity or like facilities. Uh, they had some kind of like, rodeo show going on i was like that would be just badass to be there and checking well, that the all capital out of texas they gotta have a rodeo between <laughs> right. like there's probably a statute of limitations on how far away the first rodeo can be <laughs> <laughs> stick somebody on a, a bull and let them ride it out <laughs> uh poker right this way so you said bucket list territory uh where does it fall on there top five Oh yeah, yeah, Tom. yeah. Because you you've been probably to more Buc- tracks than I list, have. Bucket list. It, it comes with the stipulation that it is a top five event. True, true. Uh, I, you know, we've talked about that a bunch on here. Uh, I mean, use bucket list. I would say it's top five uh, for me for sure. Obviously, that's what you mean by bucket list. But uh, I think Daytona is probably still my my number one. I haven't got the experience that yet i want to go to that one pretty bad yeah i've not seen the daytona 500 either yeah we might have to plan that one year we might (laughs) uh i I gotta get uh our little audio thing pulled up we got some uh we got some train station talk this week (laughs) and hopefully we have better luck on the (laughs) on the technical side of things so you can actually hear it but uh let's hear mr costner figure out a plan that works and you take that trash to the fucking train station yeah. <laughs> uh but uh who we got who we taking to the train station this week i think we're taking the uh nascar competition department <laughs> <laughs> uh what we're referring to would be the uh josh williams uh incident I uh, got some bear bond come off of his car. Uh, they told him to park it. He flipped. Well, I thought he flipped him the bird, but he didn't. I guess he did a peace sign or something. Uh, he just parked it on the front stretch. He said, how you come get it if I can't be out here racing? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a, uh, 
I, I keep always forgetting the name, but Junior said it best on his podcast today. He called him Kenny Powers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. a lot of Kenny Powers vibe from Josh sure. Williams. Yeah, yeah, he was on uh, Door Bumper Clear too, and I believe he was on Race Hub last night. It's like, hold on, we're suspending this guy. You're suspending him one race, but you he, he is plastered everywhere on your media this week. Uh, you know, I get it. He got out of the car and you're fucking pretty pissed about it. Uh, but like you said, Kenny powers, he's got a vibe to him. Um, you know, let him, I mean, sometimes we got to let some of this ride. I last week, I didn't think about it too much until I started writing this train station thing down and not to get off topic of, of Josh Williams, but, uh, the whole Denny Hamlin thing, then, uh, finding him for obviously just what he did. He admitted to what he did and whatever, um, <clears throat> I heard somebody say it this way back in the day, uh, in the, in the 90s and the 2000s, how often did we know somebody wrecked somebody on purpose? We seen it. It was a big black car with a three on the side of it, and he ran everybody over. Uh, and we idolized him. We didn't find him. It was part of the sport. It was part of the show, the entertainment value got into it. Going to Bristol and the play, there ain't an empty seat in the house and he spins a Bonnie to win the race and the whole fucking place explodes. Uh, you know, we, we idolized that stuff. We didn't find somebody for it just because they admitted it. And I guarantee you he would have admitted it. Dale Earnhardt would have admitted it. You come up to him. To a reporter, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, I spun his ass out. He should got out of the way." You know what I mean? Like, I just do. I I take NASCAR on the train station on the on the fine for Denny Hamlin. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Dale Dale would be like, he would wait a second and then pop around the corner and be like drinking a diet coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, but uh, Josh, man, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was some kind of protocol he broke getting out of the car, walking across the grass. I'm sure that's what it was, I guess. But I don't know, man. Uh, walking on an open track. They, they tend to frown on that one. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, and they should have caught the bear bond coming off of his car before they went green. True. That's also true. Right. So, you know, let's just not get out of the car. He should have just parked it on the front stretch and just let, just sat in there. <laughs> just sat in there until they did something about it. <laughs> Instead of taking him to the trailer, make him sit in the trailer and time out. <laughs> we, could have done, we could have done both segments in the same in the same segment. We could we, True. We take NASCAR to the train station and then Josh will have a peace pipe. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we we uh we merged the uh the segments this week and he definitely looks like somebody that would hit the peace pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Josh if you don't. I'm just yeah. saying. You look I'm like I'm sure it, you dude. don't. You're a professional race car driver. <laughs> right. Oh man. Pay window. Let's talk some pay window. Um I looked at it a little bit. I'm going to pull it up. Uh I looked at it a little bit earlier. I don't know if you explored that or not. No. So if you had to pick a favorite, not knowing you haven't seen this list yet, uh, who do you think the favorite would be uh, in the betting category of NASCAR? Uh, Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix Sunday at 3.30. And a bag of chips. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, on paper... On Vegas paper, Vegas paper. 
uh, Larson. Damn, you're good. You're good. It is Larson, uh, and it from the from what it looks like on the money side, um, looks kind of like a heavy favorite. Uh, he's plus six fifty, uh, and the next person would be Ross at plus eight hundred. That's kind of a bit of a a big jump for uh, a favorite. I feel like at a road course. I was thinking more of like uh, the Almondinger, Reddick, uh, Austin Sendrick, Christopher Bell. I was thinking, you know, some of those road course guys that do well road courses would be high up there, but you can get AJ Almondinger at plus twelve hundred. Really? Yeah, I kind of like that. I like that plus twelve hundred. Probably something I would look at this week. I think maybe even an Alex Bowman. Uh, at plus 1,800, he could have won it last year when that whole craziness went down with Almondinger and uh, the Watermelon Man. Uh, Bowman was right there. So I, I, I could see that going down. Uh, I really like uh, top five finish uh, or top, yeah, top five finish Michael McDowell plus 900. Mm. Really like that. That's a good play. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, and there was another one I was looking at, uh, Todd Gilliland, uh, top 10 is, where is that at? I was just looking at it. Todd Gilliland, top 10 plus 1200. I like that. I like that play too. He seems to do well. 1200. Yeah. That's money in the bank. It's kind of what I, I mean. Uh, hopefully it would go everything go well for him, but he seems to run well on road courses. Um, and then you got a uh, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, we got that star-studded affair this week. Let's talk about those drivers. Jimmy Johnson plus five thousand. Uh, Jordan Taylor kind of high on the list. Uh, plus four thousand. Uh, Kimmy Kimmy Raikkonen plus five thousand. Like. You could win some serious jack. Jensen Button plus ten thousand. <laughs> Obviously, he's not going to win this race. Uh, but uh, top three plus three thousand, top five or top ten plus twelve hundred. It's like, but he's—I mean, you never know. You never know. I, I mean, you never know how this is going to play out. Connor Daly, <laughs> a plus a hundred thousand. yeah that's uh you're telling me there's a chance yeah yeah. so you're saying there's a chance cody wears at the bottom of the list at the same odds plus a hundred thousand i mean let's just say you put a dollar on that you win a thousand dollars if you bet a dollar uh you know say you know we don't have stage breaks uh, in this race, say somebody takes a huge gamble and it pays off on one of these cars. You could win some serious money. I mean, t- $10, $10 would win you 10 grand. That is that unreal. Is it is nuts. I can't believe people are still listening to this. <laughs> right. Uh, I like it. You know, I, I think we, this, um, and it's, boomed a lot in uh, the NASCAR world I feel like this year and last year but betting on NASCAR there's a lot of people that like that stuff including myself I could do a whole show just on bets that I'm going to put on Sunday's race I I, I believe it I believe it and I I do I agree um, that this is the way to draw more fans in this is 
this for sure. Is made. I got a guy there's, that's there's huge. an app on your phone you can play this game. Yeah, I got a guy at work. Um, Fridays, he usually says, "All right, what what's my bet for the race this weekend? Give me a couple drivers, I'll play it." Like he doesn't give a shit about NASCAR, but he is watching and paying attention because he's got money in the game. <laughs> right, money in the game. <laughs> right. Well, buddy, it's been a it's been a fun one. Uh, episode thirty eight uh, in the books. We'll be back here again next week to talk about Coda and what's after Coda. I don't even know. Richmond? Uh, Richmond? Is it, a, is it our first night race? I don't it, know. Nope. It's Sunday, April the 2nd, 3.30 in Richmond for 400 laps. And then you get the wonderful Bristol dirt after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Be waiting for the train. You at the train station, Bristol dirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, tell tell everybody we're peace pipe. Oh yeah. Well, we need more than a peace pipe on the Bristol dirt. We need a peace bong. <laughs> uh, tell everybody where they can find us at on uh, Twitter. Uh, at BTDO podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, everybody listening. We see see the numbers on these kind of things, and uh, if you're listening, we appreciate you and give us a rate and review. Check us out. Tell your friends. We'll be back again next week. See ya. Skew.